Do not let anyone you know buy sheets, towels, bedding, sleepwear, anything cozy without telling them about Cozy Earth. I know you know because they've been partners of the show for so long, but tell everyone you know to start at callieandjeff.com slash cozy. The 40% off discount will populate when you check out. That's 40% off everything on their website. Callieandjeff.com slash cozy, C-O-Z-Y. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, June 6th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful that we no longer have to pause this show in order to edit out coughs or to cough. Oh my gosh, it's so... Nice. I had one. I got it out right before the show. I did listen to yesterday's show and I definitely sound a little stuffy still. Yeah, I think we're both, we're both a little bit hoarse. You much more than than me. But there was the, the, the month before our Memorial Day break, it was remarkable how much we were coughing and how much we were having to stop the show to clear our throats. We had hand signals down where we would wave at each other and hold the, our hands so we knew- We that- like, I, I got to cough, I got to cough, I got to cough, raise my hand. And then you could see the other person like holding it. Right. Like until the person finished their sentence and it would be like- <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it was gross. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful that that, that is- that our, that our choking era has passed. Our choking era has passed. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the technology of fast blood work. I mean, how cool is it? You can go to a doctor's office. It's not fast enough for me. And within, I mean, obviously it's not that fast for everybody, like depending on what you're going in for, but usually with the blood results with this fertility stuff, they give me the results within hours. Yep. Like that's amazing. I need it within minutes. And if it was available within minutes, I need it within seconds. I'm not a good waiter. I'm not patient. Uh, I'm not, I don't like it. I did not like it yesterday. I like the results. Can I get the results? Yeah. My blood work is, um, it's great. It's great. My numbers are great. Um, so far, baby is doing what it needs to do to baby. And in about two weeks, we'll have an ultrasound to see if it's growing and, you know, see how it's going in there. Baby's got a baby. I was, I did the numbers wrong. You did. And there were a lot of people that were so sweet because I think they know how sensitive of a topic this is. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I'm so excited for you. Minor change to what Jeff said, because we have a lot of medical professionals, including Dr. Libby. She was listening to it yesterday and she's like, okay, so that's not actually true. And the way I responded was that I was like, you know, I thought that that might be the case, but bless your little heart for being so excited and so into it. And I love that about you. Well, I thought the numbers in a correction is I thought that number, the H, what's it called again? HCG. I thought the HCG level was supposed to double every 24 hours and it's not. It's every 48 hours. Yeah. So rather than Friday to Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday to Monday, rather than three cycles, it would have been one to two cycles. Mm -hmm. So it should have just doubled once or maybe twice and it doubled just under two times. So it's it did exactly what it was supposed yeah, to do. It did what it was supposed to do. And I got really cool messages from people on the perspective of being grateful in every moment, no matter where 
the end might lead. And I think sometimes, and I don't know if it's that people just get excited to criticize, but one of the things that, you know, Jeff, it drives me nuts is when people are like, oh yeah, you're really upsidey. Like, yeah, that's not the upside. You know, it's like people's favorite insult yeah. is to say, well, that's not the only well, upside. When we're having a bad day or when we talk crap about something. Oh, or, it's just the worst. No, you guys. Oh, yeah. I, I used to listen all the time. Now, every time I listen, I mean, I still listen all the time, but they're, I hate them. Upside, shmupside. Anyways, I just hate that comment because it's like so much for the upside. I just hate it. I was listening to the upside and they were making fun of people who make fun of the upside. That's not very (laughs) upsiding to make fun of the people who make fun of the way that you guys make fun of the upside. We may get an email saying that it's what we did just here. That is not upsiding. But I think there are a lot of little subtle things in the upside and in finding the upside and, and trying to just, I don't know, live your life one make yourself a better human one step at a time and, and in the right direction of ones, you know, like uh-huh. push uh-huh. yourself in the right direction, direction, just a little bit every single day. There's a lot of subtle things that we don't say, Oh, well, here's the upside. But I think things like that about what I've learned about being grateful for what I have in the moment, even if I don't have it tomorrow, like that's an upside. That is part of my growth in being someone who's trying to find the upside. I don't think that I gave you the credit you deserved on yesterday's show for that attitude, for the at for, for the maturity and the confidence and the peace of mind that comes with making a decision to be grateful for the present moment rather than worrying about the future moment. That's not easy to do. It's not. And, and the, it's something and the that more takes- more serious, the top, the more, the serious is the wrong word, the more vital, I don't know, you know what word I'm thinking of, the more significant the issue is, the harder it becomes to do that. And, and you are doing it so well with this fertility journey. And I, I could spend the entire show telling you how cool I think that is and how envious I am and how proud I am of you. And it wouldn't be enough because it's really amazing. Thank you. It really, okay. Number one, it's a practice. It takes, you have to talk yourself into believing that. And it's taken me, I mean, we started our journey to try to be parents. Like uh, when was our first pregnancy? What was it in like? 2016, 2018, 2018. Okay. So uh-huh. it's been a while. Like we've been on this journey for a while. I was not that person in 2018. It it takes practice and it takes amping yourself up because really no one else can do that for you. And I really could use my own advice. I really could learn from myself in other aspects of my life, like the fertility thing. I'm like, okay, the positivity and that that has been, tra- I've been training myself with that for the past, how many years is that? Well, however many years it, it is. It was the beginning of 2019 when the miscarriage happened or very early in 2019. So that attitude has been five years in the making, right? And, well, yeah. Yes. But I don't think you learned the lesson right until we got pregnant with Ellie. No, it was, I, I said to myself that I would, you learned from the lesson. I learned f- you got to put it in practice with Ellie. Yes. And um, I think that I could use that advice for, 
the business side of things right now because I think that I'm so concerned about the future and concerned is a bad thing, but so focused on the future that I'm not saying, Hey, I'm really grateful that I have our business today. Like, I don't know, will we be in business in five years? I have no idea. I hope that we will. I think that we will, but I've gotten caught up in the past week or so really on the, well, today I'm worried about this. And what if this, and what if this, and I've got to stop that because I really am There's something to be said for an appropriate amount of worry, but also being grateful for what you have in the moment. So if we get two years down the road, I'm not saying, man, I wish I wouldn't have been so anxious and nervous about our business and really enjoyed soaking in all the lessons that I'm learning in the moment. The philosophy of an appropriate amount of worry, I think is something that we could really explore. I think we should actually jot it down and spend time exploring it and try to find somebody who is smarter than us to help us explore that because it's a concept I cannot grasp. Yeah. Because I can talk myself into anything being a significant amount of worry, anything, a lost pair of socks. I could convince myself that the world is ending because my most comfortable pair of socks have gone missing, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you can master the, well... Because on the business side of things, you have to worry about the future because we have to make sure enough money is coming in that we can pay our bills, pay ourselves, and pay our creators, mm-hmm. right? So we always have to be looking ahead to make sure that that's happening. There are going to be times where it's more harrowing and it's going to be with the, it's going to be harder to thread that needle. But how, how do you measure the level of worry you assign to that because you could get so consumed in next month being a struggle that you don't do anything today to make next month not a struggle. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So how do you assign that? I don't know. Smart. We need a smart person. We do need a smart person. We need a smart person. I'm going to Google that. Write that. I'm going to Google that phrase and find an expert in assigning. I wrote it down. Okay. I I have to apologize to you yesterday for yesterday because I was so preoccupied with what your numbers were going to be from your blood test that I could do nothing that required more than 20% brain power. I know. And I got like 40 emails done yesterday. You crushed it yesterday. I was crushing it yesterday. (laughs) Every time I would walk into the office, I'd look at my computer. It's four more emails. Three of them are from Callie. And you were, I looked around and you were washing our towels, which I appreciate, but. I washed the towels. <laughs> I washed my laundry. I put my laundry away after I washed it. It's uh, nervous energy. Yes. That you don't know what to do with. I had four or five random returns that were sitting neatly in piles, but they had to get packaged up. Mm-hmm. Got those all packaged up. They're ready to go. Mailing labels printed. Got all of that taken care of. And I'm telling you, when they called and said your blood work was fine, it was like a, a a boulder had been lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. I was like, okay, let's go. Let's get some stuff done. Well, welcome back. I'm glad Thanks. you're I was also, back in the present with me. I was also mad. I don't know why. Yeah, why were you mad? No, I don't know. Just mad. I was just mad. It happened last week too. There was just a day I was just mad and I could acknowledge it. Yeah, last week was- I was just mad. Yeah. I don't think I really took it out on you or anyone or anything. I just felt- mad. Yeah. 
The so, world is against you. Mad. Okay. Changing directions. You said something over the weekend that triggered a memory in my head. You it was you you were talking about a core memory from your childhood because Ellie was experiencing it. You you were watching her experience it. Yeah, we have a neighborhood pool and we took Ellie there and then we came back to our house and we were eating popsicles together, all three of us. And it was so cute. And I like opened the box. I'm like, okay, Ellie, what flavor do you want? What kind do you want? Do you want orange? Do you want grape? I thought for sure, by the way, that she was going to go for grape and she did not, which was shocking. She traded for grape though, immediately. She went for orange. I went for grape. Yeah. Within a minute, she realized her mistake. She says, Daddy, Daddy, do you want to trade? (laughs) Um, And I just was thinking through so many summer memories that I have when I was a kid of, especially like after a good pool day, you know, like you're at the pool with your friends or you've just been out in the sun all day or you know, we had a group of neighborhood people, neighborhood kids that would play all the time. And you know, like back, I think when most of us are kids, you're just outside Yep. all the time. Yep. Way more than our kids now are just, I think, I don't know, probably because of Dateline. Well, Dateline, also the number of indoor activities that exist now. Right. You know? But you essentially, when we were kids, and I think when you were kids, it was just like, Bye. See you later. Have fun. Like you could just go to the neighbor's house and you could play all day until the sun went down. Until and- the streetlights came on. Yeah. And, and and you would go home. Remember going home. Oh, this is another summertime core memory. Remember being so hungry, but not realizing yes. it until you were around food. Yeah. Because you're playing all day. Forget so you, food. So you don't have time to think. I mean, you're. You got, depending on whose house you were at, you had Doritos or something, mm-hmm. but you didn't have food food. Right. You didn't have a meal. Then you go home and you smell dad cooking on the grill or you go in the house and, you know, mom has got something cooking or whatever's happening. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, starving. So I remember the the popsicles, you know, eating popsicles as a kid. I also remember the very distinct hum of streetlights, like right when they came on. And I don't know if they, I think they're more energy efficient now or something because they don't, but they had a buzz when I was a kid. And would it fade? Would it start? And no, you could still hear it when you were underneath them. I remember that too. Yeah. So those are core memories for mine were when you brought up the popsicle, you said something, you said something about the sense sensory related to the popsicle. Like I think the, Oh, I remember the way these smell or something. The first smell that came to mind for me was garden hose water. Oh my gosh. That rubber smell. You don't even have to necessarily be drinking out of the garden. Although we did. Well, yeah, you could, but you can also get that smell when you first turn it on, if you're running the sprinkler in the yard to water the garden, you know what I mean? That, that smell. And then the other core sensory summer memory that I have is, and you grew up fancy, so you, you probably did not, do not know this experience, but above ground pool liners. I don't know that Georgia is as big on above ground pools. Not your neighborhoods. You grew up fancy. 
You think that it's like a it's a fancy thing? Yes, you can buy in a bunker. I thought that you couldn't do below ground pools in Syracuse because in the winter it's so cold and it would literally like we gotta, crack. You got to drain them. You can't leave. Yeah, I thought it was. I like think crack you can. I think you got. I think you drain it a little bit. But I, no, I think it's it's uh, yeah. You, people had fancy people in upstate New York had in ground pools. I didn't know anyone really with a pool growing up. But the above ground pools have this liner, this plastic rubber liner that. What I'm picturing right now in my head is a crockpot liner. It's thicker than that. Okay. It's, it's like a doing your dishes. You know, the gloves that people wear to do dishes, the yes. yellow ones or yes. the blue ones. It's that type of material. It's always blue. Okay. And I can even feel, I can feel it, but I can also feel the way my foot feels at the edge because there's no real corner. It's smooth. Uh-huh. And I can just feel that above ground pool liner. And to me, that is a summer sensory core memory. A couple of years ago, I had lash extensions and I was allergic to the glue. I had to let them go and I hadn't been able to get them again. And a friend recommended to me the liquid lash extensions mascara by Thrive Cosmetics. It mimics the look of lash extensions without the damaging glue or the salon prices. It's a tubing formula, which I had never used before, but I really love it because it wraps around each lash as you apply it and it's super easy to take off. And it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking. It also has more than 25,000 five-star reviews for a reason. And it slides right off with warm water and a washcloth. No soap required. This is the best-selling product from Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics makes certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. There are no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, all without compromising performance. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside for 20% off your first order. When you have somebody coming to stay with your kid for a date night or whatever the reason, you always got to make sure that there are some foods that your child loves in the fridge or freezer or pantry, because if there's not, then mealtime for the grandparent or the babysitter is going to be meltdown time. If you are a little spoon family, you don't have to worry about it because your kids' favorites get delivered right to the door. Now, Ellie's little spoon favorite right now are the smoothies, but they've also got those plates. These, these are for toddlers and big kids. They are mac and cheese plates with hidden veggies in there. They're uh, chicken pot stickers, chicken dumplings, things that you probably won't make at home, but your kid's going to love them. Um, and like I said, the smoothies, you can't go wrong with every flavor smoothie. And because Little Spoon is delivered right to your door, you never have to worry about not having it. So there's no last minute runs to the grocery store. They've got stuff to take care of your kid from baby to big kid. You can save 30% using littlespoon.com slash upside 30. That's upside three zero at littlespoon.com. You get 30% off your first order. Littlespoon.com slash upside 30 code upside 30 for 30% off your first order at checkout. Waking up feeling refreshed and being a parent to younger children 
don't usually go hand in hand, but they have for us because we have the Hatch Rest. And with the Hatch Rest, restful nights for the entire family can be your new reality. This is a product that we registered for. We were really excited about it because a lot of our friends told us how amazing it was. And Ellie has used it literally since the first day of her life and we love it. It's a great noise machine for her and it's great for babies. And then when we transition her into a big kid's bed and she has a little bit more independence, they have color and sound cues. So the time for bed pairing alerts tell them that it's time to wind down for the night. And then in the morning, a time to rise signal lets them know when it's okay to get out of bed. So, okay, you can get out of bed when the light turns blue or whatever, and they can pick out the color that they like. And it keeps the early riser kids in bed for a little bit longer, which is amazing, especially on the weekends when you just want to sleep in a little bit more. So we love our hatch. We are so excited that they are an advertiser on our show. And I cannot speak to how much we've enjoyed this. And Ellie is a great sleeper and I attribute that to Hatch. The rest has helped over 3 million babies and parents get restful sleep. And it's no wonder that it's consistently a top baby registry item. It was definitely a top registry item on ours. Right now, Hatch is offering upside listeners up to 15% off your purchase of a Hatch Rest and free shipping at hatch.co slash upside. So if you're ready for improved sleep for your kids and for yourself, go to hatch.co slash upside to get up to 15% off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash upside. One of the things that I worked really hard on last week was launching our official 1022 consulting branch of our podcast development company. And first of all, 90% of it. Branch. I don't like that. How about division? Division. Is it? a Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. We're launching formal consulting and we've done consulting. Jeff has done consulting before. Um, I think branch, sorry to interrupt, but now that I think about it, a branch hits me the same way as moist and ointment. Oh, okay. So we don't, won't say branch. No, but why is that? Does branch bother you? No. Branch. Not at all. Branch. It makes me cringe. I've never <laughs> noticed that before. Okay. Well, it's not a B-R-A-N-C-H. <laughs> we launched a formal side of our company that offers consulting for podcasting. Because here's the thing. We have been so... Ranch doesn't bother me. Just branch? It's just It's just the B word? Yeah. You're weird. We have been consulting and developing podcasts for either companies that have, you know, a pretty sizable budget to spend on their podcasts or people that have a very loyal following like Mosh, like the carpool. Um, So those are the things that we've been doing up until this point. And I realized when I left my job and was talking to more people about, you know, 1022 and what we do, that there was a big hole of people that think they might want to start a podcast, but they're like, I'm not willing to put a budget into it yet because I feel like I don't know enough about it. And I spoke to some friends that also do different forms of consulting and decided to launch a consulting offering <laughs> on Hearts and 22 Projects website. And at the behest of some upside listeners that listen to our show, I actually added my own consulting in there, and which is something I never thought that I would do. How is that sitting with... The imposter syndrome that you discussed on yesterday's show. Well, it's fine because I'm 
I don't want to say the lowest tier of it, but I am the starter, like the starting, if you want to, you know, get started with, Hey, I have this podcast idea. Should I move forward? I am doing a podcast, a foundations of podcasting, you know, 30 minute consulting thing. And so I feel good about that. Like I feel solid about that. It's what we talked about to those UGA students. It's what I talk to anybody that wants to do a podcast up until this point. I've just given them this information, but now it's organized. There's um, like a workbook that goes along with it. So it is official and I feel really good about it. So one thing I was working on was one, we have a free offering now. If you want to know what the podcast equipment we use is, or we recommend if you want our audio best practices that you can get for free on our website, 1022.com. But there you'll also see consulting options for every step of your podcasting journey. Maybe you want to learn the difference between what makes a successful podcast and what makes just somebody that turned on a microphone. Like that's what I'm going to be working with people on. Or you could say, I really need someone who's creative to like flesh out this little nugget of an idea that I have. And that's what Jeff does so well. And he loves it. I, I am so excited about this because I've, I've done the Made to Podcast course two or three times. And every time I've done it, it's been multiple nights. It's been a super, super deep dive. And it's also pretty expensive. Right. Several hundred to several thousand dollars yeah. to, to get into it. I am well aware that there's so many people who, uh, you know, are occupation centric. A couple of teachers mm-hmm. who say, "Hey, there's a there's a lot that needs to be talking talked about in the in this space," and and I think we can communicate it really well. They're not in a place to commit fifteen hundred bucks and several hours over the course of a month to do it. They just want to know if it's worth doing. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I think it's so great that you're offering this because I can't help myself when somebody asks me casually if they should do it. Yeah. If I think there's a seed there, I Jeff will talk to you about it for five until, hours until a full tree has grown. Mm-hmm. And I think I've actually scared people away. Yeah. That I think so. We have time constraints on your consults, which is good. And for me, I'm excited. There's things that we do for every single one of our major podcasters. And we're in development with another podcast that we're adding to the 1022 network uh, this fall. And the exercises that we do with these podcasters are what we're going to be teaching you how to do. Um, And I think it's really cool. I think it's so necessary. We have put together a list of five things that will make you a standout against other podcasters that only a top 1% of podcasters know about. And the truth is a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm just going to turn on a mic and and talk, but they don't have a good foundation to do that. And that's why a lot of podcasts don't last because it's not, you know, a sustainable thing. So we're going to teach you how to make it sustainable. And you can go to 1022.com. You can get our free audio best practices and, um, you know, the equipment that we recommend to our hosts on there for free. Um, you can sign up for different levels of consulting. I hope that you all go check it out. I'm very proud of it. I did the website myself. It took me forever. So I hope you like it. Here are your three random and things. And I hope there's no mistakes. Well, if you find mistakes, um, send Callie a note. She won't be offended. Yeah, let me know. Because I seriously look, it's one of those things. I've looked at it so long yeah. that I don't see any errors in it. But that doesn't mean 
I'm just too close to it. This is, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. This is just a perfect example of looking at something too many times, but we got a little end of year yearbook from Ellie's school. And in the back of it, in one place, they misspelled the word friend. Yeah. Like they left out the R or something. And you know, whoever put that together went over that 75 times. times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the type of stuff that that can happen. But anyways, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Here are your three random things for today. Uh, a, a company analyzed 1 million accident reports and found out that students, no surprise there, are the most dangerous drivers. Number two, shocking, medical doctors. Oh my gosh. I would have thought that if you work in the medical profession and you see the impact of car accidents, you would be a very careful, safe driver. Mm-hmm. But there's also, I think, some people will say that medical doctor, a lot of doctors have kind of an, and some people say that doctors make the, the work, their worst patients mm-hmm. because they're very confident in themselves. And right. They, right. So they might also be thinking, well, nothing's going to happen to me. Uh, third attorneys, fourth architects, random uh, and fifth real estate agents. I feel like attorneys would be bad drivers because they're always thinking of something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because time is money. So if you're thinking about driving, while you're on the road, you're not billing hours in your head. Um, the the best drivers all make so much sense. Homemakers. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, you have your kids in the car. I feel like I am a safer driver when I'm transporting Ellie. I'm a more cautious driver when Ellie's in the car with me than when she's not. Uh, politicians. Because if you're running for governor, you don't want to get in a wreck. That's your fault. That's bad. That's bad business. Pilots. Yeah. They probably do 100 safety checks before they even turn the ignition. (laughs) Firemen, they're probably safe because, one, they have to drive in high-pressure situations Mm -hmm. and training. Two, they see the results of accidents every day. Yes. And then uh, the the fifth is farmers. That's random. Yeah. Your second random thing for today is that workers, according to a new study that is, workers value paid time off more than having employer-funded health insurance, which blew my Mm. mind, maybe because we're just in the middle of like our child era. So health insurance is top of mind for us right now. Well, Anna was the number one decider on when you would quit your job. That's true. Was, Was health insurance. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just find that really funny. And I also feel like it's weird when employees, when employers double down on like short PTO time. Like I never understood that. Like one of my friends gets like two weeks of vacation every year. And to me, that sounds like nothing. And to me sounds like burnout. Like if you're not causing your whole team to sink, take the time off. If you're getting your work done, take the time off. Who cares? Like- I think that's, I, I think that mentality is changing, but there are, I mean, I, my attitude in radio, in the later years of radio was the technology existed so that the technology exists so that if something came up and somebody couldn't be there on a particular day or want, just wanted to take a long weekend a live sounding radio show could be recorded. And I remember vividly fighting with the general manager because we had a consultant who was available to come in to start working with us the first week of January. We signed this consultant. We were chasing him for a while. 
finally got that approved in the budget. And he says, I can come in the first week of January. And we offered to come in over our Christmas break and pre-record three days worth of shows that would sound completely live. Mm -hmm. And then we would just come in early in the morning and drop in the news report updates. Yeah. So that we could meet with the consultant for these three days. Because I used to make the argument, I'm like, if you're, if, if we're going to do an all day session with a consultant, we also can't do a morning show that day. We can't yeah, it's work impossible. 4 a.m. to 10 a.m., then take an hour long, and then from being in an office from 11 to 6 p.m. Yeah, no. Refra- it's, it's a waste of everybody's time and money. Yeah. The general manager was losing his mind. He kept, he's like, I, you need to be, it's the first week of the year. Like, nobody is paying attention to the radio anyways. People are getting back into their routines. Right. It's not that big of a deal. And if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know. And for him, it was just a old school sticking point. Yeah. I had a boss years ago. So I, my point was, I think things are changing, but there are people like that still in existence. It's a weird, like, unless I can, I don't know. It's also weird to me that not everybody uses all their PTO. Like, I would schedule out my whole year me in too. December yes. knowing to make sure I used all of that PTO. Like that's something that companies give to you. Right. Take it. You right. know what I mean? I feel like most employees don't take advantage of every single program that they have access to. And you should right. take advantage of everything that they give you. They're not doing it as a favor, you know, like you take it. Do this math. Somebody said this, uh, once about PTO, like not taking PTO because, you know, you got work to do. You want to stay, you don't want to fall behind. You want, you're trying to make a good impression or whatever. Take however many, whatever, however many peaks P, PTO you have, there's a, you figure out how much you get paid per day. Right. And instead of thinking about, oh, I'm just going to work through this, you know, I'm not going to take all my PTO. Instead thinking, oh, I'm just going to have, I'm just going to give my company that much money. Yeah. So if let's say you get your pay equivalent is 400 bucks a day and you leave a whole week of PTO on the table, you just gave your company that makes gazillions of dollars, 2000 bucks. Right. For no reason. Right. You're starting to sound more Gen Z by the day. And I love this new Here, uh, is part your, of you. Is your third random thing. Um, Americans under the age of 45 are staying married more than the generation before them. Younger couples are approaching relationships very differently than baby boomers did. Uh, baby boomers generally got married very young, then they got divorced, then they got remarried. Gen X and millennials are taking more time, being pickier about who they marry, and are tying the knots at tying the knot at an older age when decisions about education, careers, and finances have already been made by both parties. So the U.S. divorce rate is dropping dramatically. It's actually down 18%. You know what's weird to think about is like a lot of people in our grandparents' generation, I think my grandparents got married like when they were 18 or 19 and they had known each other since third grade. Right. I can't imagine making that kind of a decision that young and actually sticking with it. Right. And I think even for you, the first time you got married, you were what, 28? Like how different was your decision-making from 28 to when we got married when you were 40-something? Right. You know? Yeah. Lucky for you. Yeah. Lucky, lucky for, for me. Lucky for you. I had that plastic or practice round. <laughs> I had the practice round to figure out everything to do wrong. Lucky me. 
And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Passcast. Peace to you. I was calling about um, the college stories and like peeing in random places. So my little brother, when he was like four, maybe, I remember walking through the hallway and the bathroom door was open and I saw my brother like straight up just peeing into the corner of the wall. And I was like, what are you doing? Because I'm older. And he was like, there's a spider. I'm trying to kill it like dead serious I mean he was four so I just remember like screaming for my mom all was good bye so Kelly I hope you start feeling better I was laughing at when you guys were talking about the gross stuff like with sinuses and you know being in the south when we have the worst allergies and the worst pollen and all of that So I used to um, have terrible, terrible sinus infections, like three or four a year um, before sinus surgery changed my life. But anyway, when Jeff was talking about like the things, the links that you would go to to try to get your sinuses clear. And um, I used to, this is so gross, I'll just warn you now. I used to take Vicks Vapor Rub on a Q-tip and like shove it as far up my nose into my sinus cavities as I possibly could just to try to get some relief. Um, I know that's super gross. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't because my sinuses were so scarred and actually needed surgery, but it just, you know, I, I was like, oh, someone else who has had terrible problems and done really bizarre things to try to get some relief. I felt seen this morning. <laughs> okay, well, you guys have a great day, and Kelly, I hope you get better. Bye. Hey, this is Marion Kennesaw, and I just wanted to tell you how glad I am that you will be back this week because you have been so, so, so missed. Also, wanted to shout out to the Upsider that I met at the Dallas Highway Marietta Target with her Upsider shirt on. Can't wait for a great week having the Upside back. Love you guys. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Amy from Pennsylvania. You're talking about pet names. Um, we actually have two cats both named after food. We have Gumbo and we have Beignet. Um, as you can tell, we love New Orleans. <laughs> have a great day, guys. Bye. Stop waiting. You don't need a book. You don't need a coach. You don't need a degree. You don't need a mentor. You don't need a supplement. You don't need a vacation. You don't need a backup plan. You just need to start.